0: Good morning, everyone, as we're all filtering and kids are heading out. It's a good day to be alive, amen? Amen. We got another fair week in the books, right? Does anyone need to hug and apologize because you got nasty or do we need to have a quick session? Well, hopefully not. It was a a busy week. Uh, I worked a couple shifts down there, and worked my full time job. And Dad schedules me to preach at the end of fair week. Sometimes I wonder if he's trying to kill me. <laughs> Let's pray, Father God. We love you this morning, Lord. We're grateful to be in the house of God, and Lord, we thank you that this is a house of prayer. Lord God, we thank you for all of our children. And Lord God, we just ask, Father God, that you will be with us for the remainder of this service. Lord, all glory goes to you. All glory goes to the name of Jesus Christ, which is the name above all names. No man is exalted here in this ministry, Father God. No human, no person, but only the person, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I think this is kind of odd. This is an odd situation we have going on here this morning and allow me to explain myself Just take a look around you go ahead look around look at how many folks are in here I, I don't believe we count attendance here at church but if I look around real quick maybe we have 250 folks maybe 300 maybe 350 in the entire building uh, if I could ballpark it what's odd about it What what strikes me as odd, this situation we have going on here this morning, is that this many people would wake up this morning, just as we all did, and out of all the things you could have chosen to do in the world, all the things that a person can do, all the things that an individual can get into, out of all those things you could have done, that this many people chose to come to church this morning, and it strikes me as odd. I, I understand there's lots and lots of people that didn't come to church this morning. But also, there are millions of people that chose, all across this nation, that chose to go to church this morning. And it strikes me as odd. Because look how beautiful of a day out it is. It's a gorgeous day. Wouldn't this been an excellent day to take a walk, to go for a jog? When I was driving in here this morning, I passed two people jogging, and they got the right idea. It's a, it was a beautiful morning. I got up early this morning, and as soon as I got up, I always sleep with my window open at night. And I looked out, and I saw the bright sun signing in, and it just looked gorgeous. It was kind of cool out last night, and it was a bright, cool morning. It was a perfect day to go for it. My wife and I, we like taking walks with each other. We walk and we talk. It would have been a perfect morning to go for a walk. So then why did we choose to come to church? Why didn't we take a walk? Why didn't we go for a jog? Brothers and sisters, this would have been a perfect morning for you to go get some breakfast. Why didn't you go to Cracker Barrel? Why didn't you go to Bob Evans? Why did you choose rather to come here? It would have been a great idea for you to get your family together and go to IHOP. Get yourself some pancakes. Have a nice Sunday morning breakfast. But instead, this many people chose to come to church this morning and it strikes me as odd. It's a beautiful day out. Go out and enjoy this beautiful day. I don't get it. Someone in here, I know someone in here has a motorcycle. Today, you should be out putting several hundred miles on that motorcycle. Go find yourself a road with new pavement and twist the throttle and go all day. Look at it outside. It's gorgeous out. Someone in here has a convertible. Someone in here has got to have a Jeep Right? Go out and take a cruise, find some back roads, and drive around. Why did you come here instead? It's a great day out. It's a gorgeous day out. Go take a drive through the countryside. Someone in here I know has to have a boat. Someone in here has some jet skis, some ski-doos. Why didn't you wake up this morning and say, look how beautiful it is outside. I'm going to the lake. There's not a cloud in the sky outside. I looked around this morning, and I looked around before I walked into the building. I didn't see any clouds. Today is a perfect day for you to be out on the lake soaking up the late summer sun. Today's a perfect day for you to be out swimming, hiking, skiing, just laying on your boat somewhere. It's a perfect day for that. You could be fishing. You could be tubing. Or how about even a pajama day? It's nice to have that every now and again. How about you, instead of being here, sleep in a little bit. You don't have anywhere to go. Don't worry about getting anywhere. Wake up, keep your PJs on, got your bed head going on, and morning breath, and who cares? Go to the fridge, pour yourself a bowl of cereal, plop down in front of your television, watch yourself three or four hours worth of the shows you DVR'd and you're behind on. Wouldn't that have been a good way to spend this morning? I, I, I got up early this morning because I had the responsibility of preaching. I had to get up. I had to get up early. I had to shave. I had to comb my hair. I had to brush my teeth. I had to gargle. I had to iron my clothes. At least my wife had to help me iron my clothes. But I had to do all that stuff. Wouldn't it have been easier for me to say, you know what, I'll just sleep in this morning. I'll just watch some TV instead of getting up early and doing all that stuff so I could be here this morning but it it strikes me as odd all these people here this morning it strikes me as odd out of all the fun and relaxing things you could have done today you showed up to church and it is a bit odd what's the matter with you what kind of decision is that what are you doing here? You should be out enjoying your life, right? You should be living, out living, taking it all in, soaking it all in. I, I know someone in here has a home improvement going on. Someone's always remodeling their bathroom. You always have a buddy that says, "Yeah, my bathroom's all tore up. I'm remodeling." Someone here I know is finishing their basement. Got their basement all tore apart, and someone in here is getting new carpet. Something. Most of us don't work on Sundays, right? We work Monday through Friday most of the time, generally speaking. Sunday is a perfect day for you to get caught up on all that stuff. Why aren't you on your way to Lowe's right now? Why didn't you wake up this morning and think, my bathroom's all tore up, I need this, this, and this, I'll make this list out, and you travel to Lowe's. You should be on your way to Lowe's right now with your list. I ran out of screws, I need some two-by-fours, and getting that stuff, but yet here you are. Doesn't someone in here have a drain that's slow? Doesn't someone in here have a dripping faucet that needs fixed? All the things you could have chosen to do this morning, you showed up here, and I think it's odd that this many folks, I know there's this many, I know someone's faucet's messed up or bathtub drain. I know someone's doing something, some sort of home improvement project, but yet this many people have showed up here. You you had a long work week. I worked hard this week. I was exhausted at the end of the week. I worked extra at the fair this week. It's the weekend, the time to relax. After all, it's going to start over again tomorrow morning back at the grind. What are you doing here? Out of all the things you could have chosen to do, the relaxing things, the fun things, the enjoyable things, you showed up to church this morning, and it's odd to me. What are you doing here? What, what governed your decision to come to church this morning? Right, go shoot some hoops. Go kayaking. Hang out with your friends. Go to a movie. Have a spa day. Go hunting. Play some video games. Work on your car. Lift weights. Mow your lawn. Work on your flower beds. Go cut some firewood. Go surf the internet. Go sit on your front porch and enjoy the day. Look outside. It's gorgeous out, isn't it? Does anyone agree with me? It's a gorgeous day outside. It's beautiful out. But you're here, and I wonder why. Why did you come here this morning? What are you doing here this morning? All the things that I just mentioned that you could do. It's a free country. If you want to go kayaking, go buy yourself a kayak and go kayak. You don't have to tell anyone. You don't have to check in with anyone. Just go. Why did you come here? If I look around, I know you're not stupid people. I know many of you. You're not a big group of dummies. You're not. Some of you are highly educated. Some of you are very successful businessmen and women. Some of you are in the educational field even. I I know you're not dumb people. I know you're not. Some of you make a lot of money. Some of you have are skilled tradesmen. You're not dummies. You're not stupid people, so you can't argue with me when I tell you, you only get so many days on this planet. You do. You only get so many days. I don't care if you believe in Jesus, don't believe in Jesus, believe in God, believe in the Bible, don't believe in the Bible. doesn't matter. No one can argue that we only get so many days. We only get X amount of days on this planet. Right? You only get so many days to feel the hot sun on your skin. You only get so many days to feel the wind blowing through your hair. To get those experiences, you only get so many days. You only get so many days to enjoy friends and and hang out with buddies. In a few quick few months, it'll be 25 degrees and gray for months, and you won't be able to do all these fun things. You only get so many days to enjoy this life. You only get so many days to enjoy your wife and your companions and your friends and your children. You only get so many days to soak in the scenery. Even the Bible says that. Most of you know some Bible scriptures. The Bible even tells us that. The Bible asks, what is your life? It's a vapor that appears for a little while, then vanishes away. So if it says that, I'm only here for this short amount of time, and only get this small amount of time to enjoy all this stuff, to do the things I want to do, to see the things I want to see, to feel that hot sun on my skin and the wind blow through my hair as I'm cruising down the highway. What are you doing here then? Why did you come here instead? It is odd to me. It's odd that this many people thought that this was the best thing to do today. If your life goes by that quickly, why are you in here? Why aren't you out living life to the max? Why aren't you out on the lake today? Why aren't you on your bike today? Why aren't you out jogging? It's odd to me, out of all the things you could be doing, you chose to come to church. It seems to me, even if I, if I think about this, it seems to me, maybe you made a poor decision. Maybe you made the wrong choice this morning. You could be out having a nice breakfast. You could be home relaxing. You could be kicked back on your sofa with your slippers on and your hands folded behind your head. You could be snuggled up with your wife still in bed. Because after today, you don't get this day back. You can't rewind it and say, I should have did this. It's gone. We're we're another step closer to winter. We're another day closer to the end of our lives. And if all I get is this short little segment in my life, this little span, this little vapor, why am I I here in church today? Why am I not out enjoying life, doing the things that I want to do? Now let me even take it a step further. Not only did some of you choose, wake up this morning and choose to come to church, some of you crazy people will come back tonight. Some of you will even come on Wednesday night. Now, here's where we get to the real weirdos. Some of you will even get involved at church. Now, now that is odd. That's odd. It's very odd to me if I think about it. Some of you will not only come to church, but you'll get involved. Some of you will teach Sunday school, some of you will work in the nurseries. Sound booth, Christmas program, vacation, Bible school, fair booth, sing in the choir, preach, whatever it is, people will get involved. Out of all those things I mentioned, all the fun, relaxing, enjoyable things, why would you choose to do those things? They don't benefit you. What's wrong with those people? During the week of VBS, which my wife is heavily involved in that, during the week of VBS, I was here, and I saw grown adults dressed like some type of Arctic people because that was the theme. I saw grown adults doing puppet shows, making crafts, little things, you know, whatever it was, I saw grown men and women making these little children's crafts, teaching these lessons, teaching them songs, you know, and movements with the songs. Grown adults were doing that stuff. Why would they do that? Why did those people say, I'll do that? I'll teach those children. I'll do a puppet. Why would a grown man say, I'll do that? That's odd. You ask other people, hey, will you um, show up every night After work, when you're tired, when you come to church and put on... People say, get out of my face. Leave me alone, weirdo. Most people will say that. What's wrong with the people? What's wrong with these people when they say, yes, I'll do it? Why wouldn't they say, go find someone else to do that stuff. Don't bother me. I'll be at home relaxing on my front porch. I worked hard today. Go find someone else. And and for most of these people that, that helped during VBS... It took up their whole week. They had to come every night. Don't those people know how many rounds of golf they could have got in that week? What's wrong with them? Don't those people know how many naps they could have taken in the afternoon that week? Man, I'm telling you. Don't these people know? Don't they realize that? Don't they know that it is unnatural? It's not normal to say, yes, I'll do that, rather than... I'll play some golf. Take a nap. You worked hard today. Relax the rest of the day. Read the newspaper. Kick your feet up. It's odd. Out of all the enjoyable, relaxing things they could have done that week, they were at church doing puppet shows, crafts, teaching lessons, games. It's not normal. It's unnatural. Don't they know how many shows, TV shows they missed that week? Why would they purposely take that burden on their back? It's not natural. You see, it's natural to take the easiest course, the the path of least resistance, right? Amen? Why would these people choose to take a burden upon their back and say, I'll do this, I'll do that? Why in the world would you ever sign up to work at the fair? All you're going to have to show for it is tired feet, stinky clothing, fair juice all over your body. No normal person is happy about that. No normal person says, yes, I want to be tired, worn out, and smell bad. Why would they purposely take that burden on their back? I love the New Hope Band. I know Rod's not here this morning. He's out and rest of the band, but why would our band members, why would they commit, make the commitment they do? Why would they commit to learning all the songs that they do? Why would they commit to coming in early every service? Why would they commit to, I believe they practice on Tuesdays, why would they commit to taking another day out of their week to come to church and practice? Why would they intentionally make that decision? What's wrong with them? What's wrong with those people? What kind of decision is that? Why don't they say, go find someone else? Go find someone. I don't want to take that burden. I don't want that yoke. Why don't they say, go find someone else? I'm not tying my schedule up like that. Why would people commit to the jail ministry? Why would people commit to the visitation ministry? Why burden yourself with it? Here's an odd one. We have people from this church that pay money to go to a camp to be a volunteer for handicapped people. That's odd to me. Did you hear what I said? I said they pay their own money so that they can go be a volunteer. They pay their own money so that they can go work. To me, it's backwards, right? I'll come work if you pay me. But these people, of their own free will, said, I will pay you this money so that I can come work and help handicapped folks. Now, that is not natural. That's not the way it works in the natural world. That's not the way it works in the business world. What's wrong with these people? Why would they do that? What kind of decision is that? What governed their thought process to make them say, hmm, I think that's a good thing to do. It's odd to me. Why would they do that? Now, I guess I better not make fun of those people too much because I'm not a whole lot better. Look at me up here preaching. Why in the world am I up here preaching? I don't know if you think I get paid for doing this, but there's no money changing hands here. Maybe you can talk to him after the service, see if you can change his mind. He doesn't come up to me and say, son, you did a good job today, take $500. It, th- it doesn't work that way. I'm getting paid just as much as you got paid to come to church this morning, which is a big old zero. Let me tell you what I'm getting out of the deal. Let me tell you what I get out of this deal, okay? I worked my normal job this week. I worked a couple shifts at the fair this week. And then I spent the rest of my evenings stressing, making notes, praying, studying, wondering, is this going to go good? Lord, is this the direction you have? That's all I got out of the deal. That's all I get out of the deal. Come to think of it, why didn't I say, hey, go find someone else. Go find somebody else to do this. I don't want bothered with it. I'll be on the golf course doing what I want to do. I don't want to stress. I don't want my evenings taken up. Uh Uh-uh, I do enough as it is. Leave me alone. Go find someone else. Now, brothers and sisters, I'm not really trying to persuade you to go out and do other things, okay? Maybe I'm a fool for preaching it this way. Maybe I'm a fool for coming up here and playing the devil's advocate. So be it. It wouldn't be the first nor the last time that I am a fool. I'm not trying to discourage any of you from getting involved. No, quite the opposite. I'm just wondering why so many people across the world make a conscious decision to commit and to serve in the kingdom of God instead of chasing their own interests, instead of chasing after what they want out of life, out of what they want to get out of life. I'm pointing out the fact that it's odd. I spent a lot of time thinking about this, a lot of time thinking about it. You know what I think it is? And listen to me now. I think that when a person truly meets the Lord Jesus Christ, it changes that person's focus from their self-interest to his interests. That's why these people say, I'll do it. That's why these people say, I'll work at the fair. It doesn't benefit me. I don't get anything out of the fair. That's why they make those decisions. Because God, the Lord Jesus Christ, takes an inward focus and makes it an outward focus. He takes you from being served to serving. He takes you from self-focus to focusing on others. He takes you from your cause to his cause. If you truly met Jesus Christ, if you've truly experienced him in your life, that's what he does the Lord Jesus unblinds us to the fact that there are other people in this world rather than just ourselves. Instead of all you can get out of this life, he changes you to all you can give rather than all you can get. I remember when the Lord really, really moved in my life. I've come to church all my life, and... You know, it doesn't matter if you come to church or not. Sometimes it just doesn't sink in. But when it started sinking in and the Lord really got a hold of me, I remember the best way I can describe it, and I've said this before is like a cloudy day where it's all clouds and no sun shining through. And the Lord came to me and it's like all the clouds parted. And it was a perfect day with no clouds. And I could see, I could finally see like he comes and he takes the blinders and it, he changes your world view is what He does. The way you view the world. Mark chapter 8 verse 34. I don't have a ton of Bible scriptures this morning mainly because the ones I do have are very potent. Mark chapter 8 verse 34 and verse 35 says... And when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same will save it. Brothers and sisters, whoever's life is about all those things I mentioned at the beginning of this sermon, going out and doing all the things Whoever's life is all about self-interest gratifying yourself they will lose their lives they will lose they'll lose their life but the Bible tells us whoever loses their life whoever gives it away whoever says I'll do this, I'll do that I'll fill the gap here whoever does that will find life, will gain life The people that say, go find someone else. I'm not doing it. I don't want to tie my schedule up. Uh -uh, I'm not making that commitment. I'm not taking that burden. They will lose their life. Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Brothers and sisters, that's why grown men do puppet shows. It is. That's why. It's self-denial. You don't profit from doing it, but others do. Children do. That's why our band members commit to all the extra work that they do. That's why people work the fair booth, VBS, Christmas programs, Sunday school preaching, you name it. That's why they do it. Christianity is a life of self-denial. It's a life of giving, not getting. Christianity is acknowledging the fact there is something greater than me. There's something bigger than just me and my self-interests. There's something bigger than just me, myself, and I. There's a bigger picture. There's something more grand than just me and what I can get out of life. John the Baptist said... In John 1:15 he said, John, bear witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I speak. He that comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. John the Baptist tells us it clearly. He says, hey, there's someone that's preferred before me. The New Living Translation says someone far greater than I am. Brothers and sisters, John the Baptist is saying, Jesus is greater than I am. His cause is greater than I am. The gospel is greater than I am. It's preferred before I am. I just pray that we can all take that today. Take it home. Lodge it in our hearts this morning that there's something bigger than just us. There's something greater than us. There's there's a bigger cause than just my cause. There's something far greater than I am. Now, when the Bible tells us to, de- to deny ourselves, it doesn't mean you can never have any fun. Uh, I'm not condemning you if you have a boat or ski-doos or motorcycles. Don't go sell them. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that if those things are the reason that you live, something's wrong. If you live to ride or whatever it is, something's wrong. If, if I or you live to golf, be out on a golf course, something's wrong. Something's wrong. If that's why you're alive, if that's the reason you live, something's wrong with your Christianity. Something's wrong with your faith. It went wrong somewhere. Those things we enjoy, those things that are relaxing, they aren't evil at all, but they just cannot be the focus of our existence. Life, your life should not be about self interest. It should not be about that. Does that mean you can't have a hobby or pursue some things? No. Just prioritize it. Those things get pushed down to the bottom of the list, or at least they should. They can't be the reason that we're alive. And if they are, something's wrong. Now, not only does Christ tell us to deny ourselves, but he teaches us to deny ourselves and then to take up our cross and follow him. Christ not only says to deny yourself, but he also says, deny yourself and then, hey, follow my example. Give. Give it all away. He's telling us to follow his example, to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, to love people, to be an example To testify of the goodness of God. To help somewhere in the kingdom of God. Now, maybe you think, Jason, you're not making Christianity sound very good to me. Talking about denying yourself. Talking about taking up your cross. That doesn't sound very good to me. And indeed, it really doesn't. But you need to ask yourself this. Which which one would you fear worst lose? Which one would you be more afraid to lose? This this temporary body in, in its existence? This temporary body and all the things it can go after and all the things I mentioned earlier on? Or your eternal soul? When you can answer that question truly, then you'll know whether you're saved or not. Brothers and sisters, our eternal soul, would you risk losing your eternal soul for living a life of Chasing after you in it, self-interest, not me. I'll, I want to bring this to a close, but I just got a quick story, one other story I want to tell you. And I, I heard this a long, long time ago. and I know I'm going to mess up some of the facts, but the point is still the same. There was a preacher that had some sort of friend, and the preacher was trying to get airtime on the radio. Kind of like so he could do some mission thing. He wanted to preach across the radio. And his friend said, hey, this is the best I can do. I can get you some airtime. And, you know, this message was going to be broadcast out to all these people. This is a long time ago. And he said, there's only one catch. He said, when you preach your message on the radio, I'll get you that airtime. The only thing is you can only say one word. And a preacher says, well, what good is that? So he went home and thought about it and prayed about it. I mean, what's he going to say? Jesus? What's he going to say? God? Or oh, sin? How, how, how can he, he preach without reading the scriptures or expounding on the name of Jesus or expounding on sin or explaining himself or something like that? So he prayed and the Lord gave him this. And his one word sermon was, Others. That was his sermon, others. And I thought that was pretty profound because it's so easy for me to look on just me and mine and the things that I care about, the things that I'm trying to accomplish, the things that I want out of life. It's very difficult for human beings to look on others, to take our eyes off of ourselves and put them on other people. I'll read one last scripture to you. It's found in Philippians chapter 2, verse 4. It says, Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Brothers and sisters, there's something bigger than just us. There's something bigger than just me. Please, please, please do not chase after self-interests. Sure, you can go out and enjoy yourself, but don't chase after them. Don't make that what your life is all about. If we could dim these lights just for a moment, please. And Booth, if you would please play a song for us. Church, we always open these altars for a few moments before we go. If anyone here feels an urge whatsoever to come and pray, we always invite these. Altars are always open. Then I invite you down as the Booth begins to pray. The lights are dim. Come down here and talk to the Lord. Reinfirm your commitment to him. Don't be afraid to commit to his cause because it's the only thing worth living for. All else we lose at the end. We will lose. But his cause, his concerns, his interest will find life. Amen? Amen. Away, so you can I give myself away what was happening as a generation embrace this so come on tell them. here I am quick reminder before we dismiss we have the youth open house just over there across the parking lot please don't forget about that and if we have any willing volunteers that want to help us unload the fair booth trailer uh, it would greatly be appreciated let's bow our heads father god we do thank you very much for this day lord we thank you for the word we thank you for the worship time that we had this morning lord father god we love you we love the presence of the holy spirit And, Lord Jesus, I pray that we just embed this in our hearts, Father God, that we're alive for you. We live and move and have our being for you, Father God. And, Lord, really, no other reason than that. I don't need any more reason than that, Father God. I'm not here to accomplish everything in the world, to be the best businessman or the best preacher, Lord. I'm just here to give my best to you. And, Lord, I pray that every last one of us would remember that, Father God. Lord, let us be alive for you and not for all the things that we want. Lord, you'll take care of us and you'll give us our fun times. and We know that. Help us to trust in you for everything, Lord. Be with us as we go, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.